Yeah. Y'all ready for this? Faith vibes only. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever it is that you wanna be, you can get there. But don't speak what you see. You gotta walk by faith and not by sight. Just keep on moving to that light. God is with you, with you through it all. He's never too busy to answer your call. When negativity tries to come your way, just open your mouth and say, Faith, bye. Only faith vibes only. All right, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith Vibes Only Show. We are here with Pastor Nicole Fryer. We're on our part two tonight. We had um, the first part. If y'all got to see the first part, it was really good. We got in depth. Um, in a depth conversation, it was just good. Y'all gotta go back and watch it. But we ain't gonna rehash y'all it. The night is a new night, and so we're gonna do part two of the conversation. We're just excited. How you doing tonight, Pastor? Blessed, blessed. I'm excited to be here. What's up, everybody? Hey, everybody. Tag, share, what's happening? Yes, y'all do all that tag and share. Let everybody know that we are live so someone can be blessed by the conversation on tonight. Now, last week, we talked about how you were talking about your business and everything and how you um, get into fashion and all that stuff. So I wanted to ask you, how do you, um, but you do dress nice. You're a pastor. You say you love the Lord. But for <laughs> some of the young women out there, I think that some people view saved as a long dress and um, looking like a nun. Mm. We know that's not true. Right. So I want to ask you, how do you dress nice, love God and still look good, but still keep it holy and uh, still have a sense of fashion at the same time? It's all about your secret. Mm. You see, you are. Victoria's secret? Victoria can be a part of it, uh, but later, you know, if you're mad, straight along. But uh, the thing about it is, is your, your, the way you dress says a lot about you before you even open up your mouth. And the thing about it is, is, and I've gotten this off my whole life, the way I dress, Sometimes it's like, okay, you ain't approachable. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I used to, in my younger years, I used to dress up all the time. Okay, let me give you another. Okay, but if you dress up all the time, when you do got something on new, nobody notices you. Why? It's because you always dress mm -hmm. up. So it's like, okay, that's just them. But I, um, once God gave me the revelation of, you don't have to. Have a robe on. You don't have to have a dress on. I'm preaching. Now I love Adidas, and so I preach in Jefferson. You know, when I walk walk up walk up or walk in, you let people know. Okay, I'm. This a cool church. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just come as I am, mm -hmm. and uh, because that's what we have to come before the Lord. That's is as you are. That's good. And that's good. Like people saying. People can come to your church and they can see the way you dress and it makes you more relatable. Yeah. Um, and it is a time and place for all this. Right. Stuff. We're not coming against you if you want to wear your clergy collar all the time. But it's a time and place for that. Exactly. And sometimes we reach more people. You That's know, Bobby right. talks about how you become all things to all That's things. That's right. So, all be That's right. so it's a time and place for all that kind of thing. And like you mentioned, you are the pastor of White Oak, of White Oak Springs yeah. International Church. I know some of y'all probably watch it. And we talked about last week 
um, about balance and how you um, handle balance with having a church and still having to be a mother at the same time. And I also want to talk about two gender barriers because you are a female. Yes. You are a female pastor yes. and you took over your father's church yes. and is now the senior pastor. So have you faced any gender barriers within the church? Um, meaning like have you ever been disrespected or treated differently because you are a female in ministry? This is the crazy thing is I've had messages on Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah, how y'all call it in your in your uh DM? Oh yeah, DM. Is that what you call it? Okay. <laughs> in, in my DM telling me I'm not saved when the preacher don't supposed to be up in the pulpit with a um, pants on mm -hmm. and, and you too worldly and this, that, and that. It trips me out because, first of all, I don't know you. Second of all, you don't know me. But you will find this that people are always looking for something just to talk about. Again, mm -hmm. here it is. You don't know me, but if you came to the old, I promise you, you'll get saved. Your mouth will get saved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, it, it's, you have to take it all. And so I don't worry about what somebody say about me or who they think I am. It's what I think about me. Mm -hmm. And since I've been preaching, yeah, I, I have come across that where you have me and it's like, you, they push the women to the back mm -hmm. and my brothers, you know, we on the front seat and y'all go to the back. So, but the thing about me is, and my dad taught me this is, it doesn't matter where you sit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know who you are. That's so good. sitting on the front, no, front, front row don't make you mm -hmm. <laughs> who you are. You know, but if you got to sit on the front to feel good about yourself, I'll give you my seat. <laughs> you know, so it really matters not where you see it or who you are. Mm -hmm. Just just be you. That's good. Be you. And like you say, just be you. How do you get to that place for like maybe young girls watching, even young men watching? How do you get to the place, like you said, you don't care what people say about right. you. you. You can care less. Right. How does somebody get to that place where they can grow to the place where they don't care what people say, they just gonna be unapologetically yeah. themselves without caring about what people think? It 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 all goes down to um knowing who you are, uh, who created you, who mm -hmm. made you. And it's all about how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, and, and this is crazy, but it's true because I had, I have a lot of people that I minister to, not even in my church, you know what I'm saying? And you gotta be that, that kind of pastor where you don't have to be a member for me to pour out to you or me to minister to you. But the thing is, you got to know who you are and whose you are. Mm. And yes, you can grow into that, but you got to start somewhere. And, and one of the things that, that I've always um, been able to help people with, because thank God, um, where it was a point in my life where I did feel down with myself. We all have had that, you know, that, that, that problem um, sometime or another. But the thing about it is, is you have a lot of people who grew up in a house where your mom or dad maybe told you you wasn't nothing. They told you you weren't gonna be nothing. You're gonna mm -hmm. be like your daddy, you're gonna be like your mom. And the thing about that is, is sometimes people can't, it's crazy, but you have adults that are still dealing with mm -hmm. things that when they was five years old, you know what I'm saying? And, and the thing about that is, if you're not willing 
to dig deep inside yourself and deal with that hurt, it will flow over into adulthood. Mm. Because back in the day, you didn't go to um, psychologists. You couldn't afford them. You know what I'm saying? The only person you had was Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you had him. Yeah. And, but the thing about that is, is you have to grow in the grace of God, get in your word. You know, I'm not trying to be spiritual when something natural is ha happening, but the way that you can get through it is surround yourself with confident people. Mm. It's so crazy that people hang around who you are. Mm. <laughs> yeah, write that down, y'all. You, you see what if, if I want to know who you are, I'm going to look at who you hang with. Mm. And who you hang with tells me everything. Yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm. So, it, it's, it's just that crazy where you hanging around and it's always one in the group though. It's always one in the group that got to be better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they got to be better. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've come up in that where you had girlfriends, you know, they wouldn't tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? That don't look right, but you know I was fine. <laughs> you didn't want me to be fine, but you stop that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know I was fine, but you didn't want to get my crumb. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because we're going to the club. You know, you don't want me looking better than you. <laughs> oh, but I've never been like that. I've always been the type of woman that tells another woman, you're beautiful. Mm. And sometimes people are like, okay, well, thank you. You know, why? Why is that a shock to you? You see what I'm saying? That's you have to tell yourself you're beautiful. That's good. You don't need a man to take you there. You don't know that. You got problems. Mm, that's good. I like you talking about surrounding yourself with confident people. Yeah. And you talk about how you empower, you do empower women. Mm -hmm. We know that you have the woman-to-woman -woman services that you have at your church mm -hmm. and the man-to-man -man services. Mm -hmm. And um, how do these services come about, these um, gatherings come about, and how important are these ministries to you? And you tell people a little bit about like, what y'all do and everything yeah. with those services. Woman-to-woman -woman came about, and I love that. Woman-to-woman -woman came about because... Before I became pastor, I was always wanting to do something. My ministry has always been for women mm -hmm. um, because I was a woman that has been broken, a, a woman that has been molested, been raped, and didn't tell nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, in the church, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How do you... How do you deal with that in the church when the church tells you shut up? Yes, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So now, here it is. You got a lot of broken people that's flowing through the church, shouting, singing, mm -hmm. everything. But when you get done, you're still broken. Mm -hmm. And so how do you deal with that? And what I found out is this. Coming up as a member um, and serving, a lot of pastors, not everybody, hear me good, don't come for me. <laughs> okay. a, a lot of pastors, okay, some don't know how to deal with people with real problems. Mm. Why? It's because your problem is a secret. Yes, it is. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm. Not that you got to tell everybody your business, but how can you help the total man when you're broken and you ain't dealt with your mm. stuff? You, you see what I'm saying? And so you got a lot of people that's in the pews crying out for help. But they ain't saying that. Mm. And as a pastor, here I am. I'm broken as a member. But why you don't know I'm broken? Mm. I'm serving. I'm this close to you. But why you don't know? Why Why you can't minister to me? Why I got to tell you? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, I get it. You know, you don't read minds. 
I understand that. But sometimes, uh, as pastor, I'm, I'm not going to say sometimes, all the time, I'm constantly praying for the people of God, the members of the church. Why? Because as pastor, you're supposed to know who needs. Yes, he is. That's true. You see what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so, God, show me who needs help. Show me this. Show me. And then sometimes, um, God won't show me. Sometimes he went on some people have to voice that thing that they haven't voiced before. Mm -hmm. And so um, sometimes God is saying, okay, I'm not going to give you help with this. This thing you have to do yourself. You have to get to a place of where you said enough is enough. So you can voice it yourself and not be ashamed and unapologetically. Mm -hmm. You know, because people in the church will tell you to be quiet. And I've ministered to people. They tell you to be quiet, but there are some people in the church who raped you. Mm. How you deal with that? Mm. And so, woman to woman came with that where I'm helping the total woman build confidence, know who you are. This is a safe place where you can talk about anything that you want to talk about. And the crazy thing, when I started it, and I love it because your, your mom, uh, I love her. I love you, sis where she brought her her women from, from this church and brought them over. And that says a lot about who she is. Mm. Because you have a lot of people, and this is crazy, I don't understand it, but you'll fly to T.D. Jakes. You'll, you'll, you'll go to all these other places. But then, I'm having a woman-to-woman locally, mm. and I'm trying to take your memory. How you? It's, it's crazy to me. But it's the mentality of the people mm. of, I can't take nothing from you. You see what I'm saying? Why? It's because we don't own none of us. They belong to God. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then I've had some who started coming, and they just stopped coming because they passed. Mm -hmm. Said not to show up no more. I'm just keeping them. Y'all know me. I'll keep it real. But <laughs> it's just what it is. That's not me trying to take somebody's members because that ain't what it's about. I thought we was in the same family. <laughs> that we're helping the total man. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And same thing with man to man. Because we have a lot of men that don't know how to verbalize what they're feeling. Mm, and true. so, and what I did was I brought, um, if people remember, I brought man to man and woman to woman together. We battled the battle of the sexes. Mm. And we're going to bring that back next year, I promise you. It was so good because we had an opportunity. I had my brother, Apostle Matthew Aiken, to come in and we was battling. But you have a lot of questions that people want to ask, but I don't have all the answers. So let's bring everybody in so we can talk about that and let's have dialogue about what it is that you're dealing with, not mm -hmm. just in the church, but outside the church. Mm, so that's good. And y'all stay tuned to uh, Pastor Nicole Fire's social media pages and stuff too in the church. The way y'all know when these services are coming about. Yeah. And that's good. It's all about empowering one another. Like you said, we ain't people gonna be people. Mm. They ain't gonna go here. They right. Ain't that's right. But if we can You better not. You, you better not think they yours, I promise you. They leave you in the power each other. That's the whole thing. So we talked about being single in ministry before. Oh my. And I didn't get to ask this question. I might have did. I don't know why. But is it difficult being a single pastor? Because <laughs> I mean, being single in ministry is one thing. Um, being a minister or any form of ministry, y'all know what I'm talking about. But being a, a pastor, 
Um, is it difficult for you? Do you want to be married um, as a pastor? Um, is it is it difficult? And just talk a little bit about being a single pastor. Huh. Being a now y'all get ready to get the inside track. Okay. <laughs> um, being single pastoring, um, it it can be difficult depending on how you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, being married, being divorced. Um, and I don't mind saying, you know, because uh, a lot of times people say, well, you know, you don't talk to divorced people. Why not? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? You want to talk to married people? Well, the thing about that is, let me help you with that. The thing about that is, every married couple ain't happy. Say it. <laughs> you see, every married couple ain't sleeping in the same bedroom. Yes. They might be in one house, but they're in two locations. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And and that's what I found out in the church. People don't keep it real. And some I know, they stay together for ministry, for the sake of people. So you're really not happy. And one thing about me, Ellen, is that I refuse to um, let people control my life or I refuse to stay in something that I'm not safe in. Mm, that's you see what I'm saying? You you can't tell me you love me and you hurt me. That's it. Mm-hmm. You, you see, and, that's and, and and here's the thing I preach, and what people don't realize, you don't need love. Mm. Now, let me help because I know God is love. Somebody, you know, somebody lost Okay, that. right. God is love. He is. He died on the cross, Jesus. He died on the cross for all of us and all that. Boy, sis, you don't need love in a relationship. Mm. See, that's that's a different, that's a God thing love. You see what I'm saying? Now, if we, of course, we're trying to have the character of Jesus daily. Amen. But you don't need love. You know why? Because love will get your kids. Mm. Think about it. That's why you got to show fatal attraction and, and things like that. Why? How you going to slap me if you tell me you, I love you? You don't need love. What you need is understanding. Mm. Because if I understand who you are, I understand that you're broken and I can't fix it. Mm. I understand I need to mess with you or I don't need to mess with you. You, you, you see what I'm mm. saying? I need to date you or I don't need to yeah. date you. And that's what we do a lot of times is we date people according to what they can do for us. We date people according to sex. Come on, y'all. Let's get real. You know, the, the, the sex was good. Okay, what, what else after that? <laughs> but you can't keep a conversation. You, you, the, only, the only thing y'all understand is sex. That's it? You, that's all you want? You, you, you can't get nothing to eat. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? That's the truth. And so, I'm, I'm real. That, that's the thing about being um, single pastoring. I, I have to have a man who's confident. Mm. He has to be confident in who he is. To be able to know who I am. That's it. To be able, because the thing about it is, I have to minister to the total man. I just can't, okay, have a man that's not confident, and now you don't want me to speak to the gentleman. You don't want me to speak to the deacon. Well, I ain't got nothing, but I'm the same. <laughs> you know? And so this, this is the kind of thing that you have to make sure that you're connected and dating someone. And now it ain't in the Bible about dating. But y'all know we in the world, but y'all already know about that. Okay. Um, but it can be. Because after, here's the thing. 
and I know I, I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of them, um, after you get through preaching, after you get given out, sometimes you want to be able to go to the movies mm. with somebody and chill out and just hang out. Now, don't get me uh, uh, twisted now. You gotta know who you are and you gotta be able to enjoy yourself. Mm. I take myself out, I take myself long on, I used to stay big in your mat. With Parmesan crust. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, but you have to know who you are and whose you are. Mm. You gotta be confident in that. And sometimes the confidence will cause people not to. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Not to approach you. It's not for a woman to approach a man. That's it. It's for a woman to chill out. You see what I'm saying? Be who God called you to be. And if he's for you, he's for you. Everything will work out. That's good. Yeah. And I like what you're saying because I always say I'd rather be single and happy than married. And married. I ain't going to do it. Because it's a whole lot of miserable marriage. Let me tell you. <laughs> now they can talk about me all they want to. Well, she, she this and she that. Okay. But I, when you tell the story, they ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> See, you take that slam out of his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, ain't nothing you can say when I'm telling my that's own it, story. But, but the thing about that is, in, in, there were a point in my, in my early life, I got married because guess what? And a lot of y'all are done. Keep it real. <laughs> it's better, you know how to say it? Better to marry than to burn. Mm-hmm. That, we got that scripture all mixed up. Because after we got married, we didn't have nothing in common. We got married because we we love sex at the time, and then after that, dried up. Which, I don't know you. You know me. What's my name? What's your? That's the truth. You, you see what I'm saying? And that's the kind of stuff people don't want to talk about. You know, you got married because you were tired of sin, but you still sin because you told lies. That's it. You didn't, you didn't love that man. I know. You, you see what I'm saying? So it's it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And we talked about your. I asked you last time what's next for um for you for Pastor Nicole Pryor. We talked about um a book. We talked about another record. Yeah. And um, we also talked about how you have been through so much. You have overcame so much. So I want to ask you this question. Um, what's the greatest sermon that you feel that you have ever preached? And then, if your life was a sermon. What would be the title of your sermon? Oh, oh, the, oh y'all these questions is crazy. <laughs> Come on, get Elder Brittany. This John's song, this Bishop's. This Bishop, bro, I'm getting you But I think the greatest one was my father's sermon. Mm. The price I had to pay. The Mm, say that again. The price I had to pay to be me. That's good. And that was the greatest one I've ever preached because I had one before the funeral. I had one in mind. And I went for a walk and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, change it. Mm. And I knew that was part of that. You know what I'm saying? And um, the scripture and everything came. It was like, okay, the title should be the price I had to pay to be me. Mm. And so it's a price that you have to pay when you want to be like other people. Mm. Don't be like other people because you ain't willing to pay the price for it. Because the anointing, the anointing looks good. Mm -hmm. 
but it's gonna cost you something for the oil to drip from it. <laughs> you want that oil to drip, it's gonna cost you. And sometimes it's gonna cost you friends, it's gonna cost you family, it's gonna cost you loved ones. But still, yeah, watch this. When all of them leave, you still gonna be dripping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel a whole dose right here. Huh? When, when everybody else leaves, you still wanna be dripping mm. with all the anointing because it's gonna cost you. Because here's the thing because the Bible says, what will it profit? <laughs> I mean, it, uh, the, the whole world, you want all this stuff. You want to gain all this and you lose your soul for what? For a one night stand? I don't mm. think so. Mm. Mm -mm. You see what I'm saying? So we have to get to the point where we are denying ourselves. Is it hard sometimes? Yes, because in this flesh dwells no good thing. Because mm. once you don't open that Pandora box, you know, it's, 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 that's the fight. And so the thing about that, and I was, if I can say this, um, I was teaching Bible study and we on series, um, um, series. And uh, God showed me in the beginning, we are trying to get somewhere that we've never been. Mm. We're talking about we're going to heaven. We're going to heaven. But here's the thing. What God said from the beginning, he said, Adam, he said, subdue the earth. Take dominion. Mm over everything. And the truth is, we're supposed to have dominion over the earth. Not heaven. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because what the scripture says, it, here it comes. There's a new heaven and a new earth coming down. Why is it going to come down? Because this old one is contaminated. <laughs> you see? So there's a new heaven and a new earth. Why would it be a new earth? Because guess what? If Adam hadn't ate the apple, Eve ate it. That was fine, but it wasn't fine. It was seed. But if, as soon as Adam ate that apple, everything changed. But if he hadn't ate it, we would still, we would what? Be in earth with the men. So when he ate the apple, now earth is contaminated. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now we fight things that we have to deal with every day of our life. And so we're trying to get back. <laughs> To the place of dominion. Mm, that's good. Y'all, <laughs> so much wisdom is coming out tonight. Hope y'all get blessed. And so, if your if your life was a sermon, what would the title of your sermon be for your life? Um, basically, like the color of your life in the in like the, the oh, title of your life. What would you um, like? If it was a movie or a sermon or something like that you could preach, what would the title of your your Oh my life? God. This is a, a good thing. I'm happy I'm not asking myself. What? Oh my God. Just, just, Look, God keep it. I just write right. it. Right. What would be the title of my sermon? Oh my God. Um, the woman. The woman who. Lost it all mm. to gain it all. Mm. <laughs> That's good. The, the woman who lost it all mm. to gain it all. That's good. Oh, I 
it all. Huh? Mm. You got to lose it all to gain it all. Mm. Hey! Yes, so my Lord. I don't know if you're feeling like that, but I do right here. In this air. It's anointed here. That's good. It's all dripping in this Bethlehem temple. Huh? The woman who lost it all. The woman who lost it all. all to gain it all. Y'all remember that? Whoever's going to preach it. I'll make sure I have that room down there. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first now. The I woman who lost it all to gain it all. The woman who lost it all.
And please hear my heart. It's not me bragging, but it's me giving my uh, God praise because for parents, if you ever want to leave a legacy, watch my dad. He left a le legacy. And, and what I mean by that is he passed over 40-something years. And the things that he had to go through, I don't. He made sure that I didn't have to go through some of the toughest times that him and mom had to endure. Um, dad left me with a church that is debt-free. He left me with um, 33 acres of land um, that's debt-free. <laughs> we just have utilities. You, you see, and everything we try to do, we try to pay it off. You know, I don't, we don't like bills. <laughs> but I got a great staff. But amen. <laughs> but but um, my dad left me good. He left me in a place where I can build. Mm -hmm. You know, crazy thing. He got rid of, um, uh, and I'm going to keep it real, he got rid of his deacons and trustees. So all of that, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. And so what God told me to do, he said, put people in temporary places for now. Because a lot of times he said to me, this is what he said to me now, okay? What he said was, a lot of times as pastor, we put people in permanent places when they're temporary members. <laughs> you put people, huh? We put them in permanent places and they're temporary members, and which will cause us to have to do work. So, so we wonder why we cleaning up so much stuff is because we put people that are temporary in permanent places that's going to miss your church. Mm. And so that's what I have done is nobody have a permanent position. Mm. Everything is temporary. Why? Because people come and they go. Yes, but is. God want to see through the good and the bad can you stick with it. Mm. Whether what's it whether I chastise you or yes, not, can you, can you still yes, love me is. even though it don't feel good? Yes, <laughs> when you get mad, are you, mm. are you gonna stay or are you gonna leave? Cause you didn't like what I said. Yes, but you was all right as long as I wasn't on you. Mm. You, you. You see what I'm saying? Yes, and we know as PK, mm. you see what I'm saying? We didn't have to take a slap for them temporary bills. Y'all yes. better hear me <laughs> out yeah. I'm just not a pastor, I'm just PK now. I didn't, I didn't have to get up. When, when you had temporary people in permanent places, and then they said, come on, y'all kids. <laughs> and so here we are, having to take the place of someone else who said, I'm going to drop it, and I'm going to leave it. So but what, what, what we don't realize is when people can drop it like that, you dropping people. You dropping souls. You see what I'm saying? Because you make it once as pastor, I know this and I've learned this by serving. I can't reach everybody. Yes, it's some people you got to reach. Mm. It's some people that you assign to you that, that's not assigned to me. Even though I am the pastor, my job is to make sure to shepherd. Mm. But your job is what? To serve. That's it. As well. We all are servants. Mm. But that's the thing. Because um, a long time, you know, the members used to think pastor going to do everything. He's going to go to the hospital, the prison, the shelter. Uh, okay, when he going to get ready? You, you see what I'm saying? So everybody else chilling. And he's sick. And ain't nobody going to see him. You didn't, even, you didn't even send no flowers. 
that's you see what I'm saying? So that's that's the thing, you know, that uh, it, it amazes me sometimes how um, um, people would do people in church. Yes, and I, I love the point you're talking about chastisement too, because a lot of times, especially in our generation, yeah. my generation, we don't like chastisement and correction. Ooh. But we want to be patted on the back. Good job, good job. But we don't like to be corrected and put in check in yes. place. And that's like you said, it's it's a time and place for all things. But you're okay with a good job, but then you mad when somebody puts you in place. But that's how we grow. That's, that's how, how, how we get to the next level by getting corrected. They could be laughing because you've been a lot of hope that way.